Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox-Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be along this space-time continuum, (laughs) that you are remembering to take at least a few moments out of every day to engage your playful self your inner child sometimes wants to come out and play and i wanted to remind you that even though we're in the middle of a global pandemic even though 260 boats just showed up in the galapagos island from china galapagos islands from china And now the Ecuadorian government is on high alert. They're trying to get the Chinese fishing boats away from our beloved nature preserved, protected (laughs) animals in the Galapagos, even though it's potentially World War III, even though Trump asked Sarah Huckabee to sleep with Kim Jong-un and take one for the team. (laughs) These are the crazy stories this, this day. Even though the world seems to be off its rocker, like grandma off her meds, it seems like it's probably more necessary now than ever, more than more now than ever to be playful and engage your inner child self that wants to come out and have fun, damn it, because the more we sit around worrying about the craziness of the people who think they're adulting in this world, they think they're leaders in this world, and they're creating the stupidest situations and havoc. They're wreaking havoc with the rest of us. You know, while they're trying to create fear, they're trying to create paranoia, they're trying to create just the most god-awful possible scenarios in the world there's actually more of us (laughs) there's more of us than them and we have the power we have the personal power we are empowered and if we play and we bring mirth and we bring joy and we bring laughter and we bring fun to the equation to this earth to this matrix to this part of our space-time continuum. If we co-create our world and September is a month of rapid manifestation, we're getting close to the time in which we will be able to conduct ourselves in a manner in which we are 
engaging in instant manifestation. So in the meantime, (laughs) while the leaders are trying to lead, but they're, they're not really, they don't lead me. That's for damn sure. I know they don't lead you. (laughs) You you hear them in the news and then they control your mind. They occupy your heart for a few. You know what? Shut off the damn TV. CNN is nothing but constantly negative news. That's what it stands for. CNN. (laughs) Ah, Just say no to constantly negative news. You don't need it. I don't need it. What if we can turn it all around? We can listen to Trevor Noah maybe one day a week or something, you know, listen to the what the hell happened this week. It's like 30 minutes you know, one day and he's making fun of everything. So we don't have to take it all so seriously. In the meantime, let's play. Let's find ways that we can occupy our mind in a way that makes us feel happy and light raises our vibration, gives us a moment of fun, laugh, joke, Trust me on this one. If you want something hilarious, go to wish.com and look up Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I don't know why, but they have merged and superimposed his face with um, a cat, a lemon, an actual cage. <laughs> look up this. Pickleus Cage. <laughs> they, have, <laughs> they have emerged his face with a pickle and made it a cartoon. Oh my God. Somebody somewhere in the world is having fun. <laughs> and I'm so sorry to Nicolas Cage, but this is hilarious. You know, I see other actors on t-shirts in Wish, but no one's being made fun of except Nicolas Cage. There's one where he's, he's surrounded with flowers. There's a whole outfit where his, where the entire pants are like hundreds of his face in all the movies he's ever done and the, and the matching shirt or hoodie. It's insane. (laughs) So somebody in the world is having a grand old time. And you know what? It's really funny to go look at this stuff because it, it's just hysterical. (laughs) Like when my son sees some of this stuff, he says, mom, you're in the weird part of wish.com again. (laughs) You might want to like look up something normal, you know, because it does. It gets really freaky. It gets real. I mean, there's um, a Harry Potter t-shirt or sweatshirt, but it's all Nicolas Cage's face, even on the owl, even on Hedwig. What the hell? Oh my God. It's some of the weirdest things I've ever seen. But what can you do to have fun? Well, let's see. You can uh, dye your hair in a really wild color. Why not? I mean, are you still in quarantine? We are here. Our quarantine supposedly will end in 10 days. After seven months of this. (laughs) It's going to end on the 12th of September and it started on the 13th of March. I mean, that's a long time. That's like, well, over seven months, right? I think 
Maybe it's only six months, but it feels like seven. I don't know. Yeah, it's like seven months. It's seven months exactly, I think. So, I don't know. I mean, I feel like the more we play, the more we let our inner child have his or her way, the more we can lift ourselves up, lighten the load, and reach enlightenment faster. So, you know, dye your hair. I was thinking about putting little streaks of color in my hair. I have some gray I could color. I could color up, <laughs> cover up, um, on the, you know, like behind my ears. I was like, okay, I'm going to do uh, turquoise and pink. We'll see what that looks like. I'm going to buy temporary dye first, and then we'll see if I decide to dye it forever. But I'm not going to dye my whole hair. Just little streaks. I'm a Virgo. I can't do it all at once. It's just too much. I remember the first time I I dyed my hair just to cover up some gray, and I tried to get my, my real original hair color. Oh, my God, I freaked out the first time I ever dyed my hair. Completely freaked me out, and it was only like 10 years ago. <laughs> the first time I ever colored my hair was 10 years ago. I'm 52. 42. No, actually, maybe I was about 40. It was actually about 12 years ago. 11 to 12 years. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. <laughs> my my uh, oldest kid is 20, and she she dyes her hair a new color every couple weeks. And she's been doing that for years. <laughs> In fact, the first time we, we colored our hair wild colors, we, we did it with Kool-Aid because we wanted to see what it looked like first. It was super fun. So if you've got some Kool-Aid or Jell-O, maybe Jell-O might work, I don't know. But Kool-Aid, that's super fun. <laughs> but what are other things you could do to have fun? Well, you know what? You could always uh, get a game. If you, have a, if you have a deck of cards, you can learn a new game online. You could download a game on your on your phone, but I don't recommend that because my as my son and I were talking about the other day, it, it rewires your brain. It's not good for you, and it could cause depression when you're not on the game. So try to do something away from your phone. Step away from the phone. <laughs> uh, step away from the TV too for a while, and just try to do something super super fun. Listen to something. Um, you could put, you know, you could put music on, you know, with your phone or your TV, but don't look at it. Just listen to the music. You could dance, you could sing, you can, um, just, uh, remember the, those little things we made with paper. Um, I mean, besides origami, the paper cranes and paper frogs. And I don't know if that was part of your childhood, but boy, when I learned about origami, that opened up my world in such an amazing way. I loved origami. But um, what's those other things? Those uh, things that you're just, uh, you put one, two, three, four on the outside, and then you open it up, you put the colors, then underneath it, they're called fortune tellers. That's always fun. And I mean, I showed my kids all this stuff when they were really little and we've always had a blast with that and Rochambeau, you know, rock, paper, scissors. And then we learned the one later, uh, from, um, much, much later, uh, rock, paper, scissors, lizard Spock, <laughs> which is like a whole nother level. 
<laughs> if you don't know what that is, just look it up. Rock, paper, scissors, lizard, Spock. <laughs> it adds two, two, two more to the original three. So, um, I don't know. There's a lot of things that you can do to have fun in your life and to create that feeling of mirth and joy. You can go out, you know, walk around in nature. If you're um, not in quarantine, you know, wear a mask. If nobody is around, then maybe you could take it off for a few breaths. I mean, if there's literally no one around, you know, if you go in the middle of nowhere, you're probably going to be fine. But, um, I don't know. I mean, if you have a cat or a dog, buy them a new toy and then play with them with a new toy. If you have a child, a toddler or, or older child, it might be time to teach them a new game, buy a new game and just have fun. My son and I were talking a couple weeks ago about all of the fun games I used to get them when they were little. When um, my oldest was about three or four and then he was around two and I bought them a game called Elephant. And it was an elephant that blew these butterflies out of its trunk. You turn it on, it's like a, it was like a, basically a, a hairdryer shaped like an elephant. And it's got this long trunk that just kind of wiggles all over the place when you turn it on because it was made from some kind of plastic and we're given, um, uh, nets. So we have to catch as many butterflies coming out of the elephant's trunk as possible. And we were talking about how fun that was. I loved that game. Even my husband who didn't get into the toddler game so much, he got into the spirit of it. Sometimes he would play the game and it was really fun. It was actually funny to try to grab all the, all the butterflies. And another game I got them was uh, these bowling pins. So if you have toddlers, this is a good one. Um, there's bowling pins that mock you, (laughs) you know, Hey, take your best shot. And it's like, it's hilarious. It's like in, um, various new England or, you know, East coast accents, you know, is that all you got? (laughs) You know, like making fun of you until, (laughs) until you hit the pin. So they kind of make you there. It's not, it's really mild. It's not super bad mocking or bullying, but um, you've got the ball in your hands and you're like, uh-huh. And <laughs> you have to turn on all the pins because, um, they have like batteries and, but you hit them with the ball and then they go, good shot, you know? So they build up your self-esteem, but until you take the shot, they, they kind of mock you. And we, oh my God, we loved that game. I loved playing that with them. It was really, really fun. So if you have little itty bitty kids and a couple of you have, uh, written me and you do have little kids. One of you, I think wrote me and said, you have six children. <laughs> so if you don't have one of these two things, you've got to get these in your life. Hungry, hungry hippos. That was another one. I loved that. I loved playing that with my kids. It was super fun, but, um, you know, you could get back into that. And if you're an adult and especially if you're living on your own, one of my favorite things of all time is still coloring. It's so strange, but coloring is very relaxing. They've got coloring books for adults. They even have swear word coloring books. Seriously, like (laughs) the F word and you could, it has like flowers all around it and you could color that. (laughs) But mandalas and my, um, 
My oldest, I had gotten her a book of fantastical mythological beasts. And it's this really amazing, enormous book that I kept for her here because it was too heavy and too bulky to carry with her um, when she moved to California. But I mean, buy yourself some markers and crayons. I mean, Crayola, at least the 64 with the sharpener in the back and just play, just give yourself permission to play. And another thing that I was thinking about today, and it's not really play, but it's, it's something that I haven't done in a very long time. And I mean, maybe, maybe a decade. Well, okay. Yeah, maybe. I mean, technically, okay, this is what it is. I don't read fiction books. I just don't. That's why the other day I'm like, who the hell is Sylvia Plath? I know I've read her stuff. I do remember her name, but I could not remember anything about her. And I'm just like, what? Like, you know, I bought this deck of cards and I thought, oh yeah, I'm an author. Okay. Literary. Okay. And then I realized after I got the deck, I don't, I don't read fiction. I'm a nonfiction writer and I read nonfiction. That's what my focus is. Now I do write, um, fictional stories in the form of screenplays. That's where my creative outlet goes. But it was like kind of crazy or kind of crazy for me to realize, wait, I don't know who any of these authors are like Toni Morrison. I know that she was in one of, at least one of her books was in Oprah Winfrey's book club. <laughs> I mean, like 20 something years ago, I do remember hearing her name, but all these authors, I'm like, why do I even have this deck of cards? So I've, I mean, I might have to read some of their books, see who these women are, but reading fiction for me, it has always been one of those, um, it's always been one of those things, a kind of, um, ugh, I'm now I'm tongue tied. I'm getting flustered cause it's embarrassing. I mean, people that read usually read fiction, right? And I just don't. And I think that a part of me feels that I'm, um, slacking off and I'm wasting my time when I read fiction. And that's a terrible, terrible position to take. But I just used to read for fun all the time. And as an adult, I just kind of felt like when I say adult, maybe as soon as I became a mother, I just suddenly didn't have as much time. And I just felt like I, I feel guilty. Now, if I'm reading nonfiction, I'm learning something. Maybe I'm learning a new skill or new ideas and I can apply it in my daily life and I can use it towards my, my show with you guys or towards, you know, my writing. So I don't feel like it's slacking off. But when I read just a fictional novel, like when I was younger, when I was a teenager on in through, uh, you know, maybe up until the age of 30, every summer I made it a point to find one decent piece of literature to read, usually a comedy, you know, something funny, but fictional. And I would find, um, one trashy novel like, um, Oh, the world is full of married men or I mean, just, Oh, what is her name? I don't, I can't remember now, but for a while I got into the, um, the crime detective books, uh, Joseph Wambach and, but 
actually my my good literature every year I I read another Tim Robbins novel and I have never read Half Asleep in Frog Pajamas yet but I've read um Jitterbug Perfume which I loved especially since I'm an aromatherapist um Still Life with Woodpecker highly recommend especially if you are a redhead this is this is a redhead manifesto if you if you are a redhead in Yasmin <laughs> you know I'm talking to you girl <laughs> um if you're a redhead and you have not read Still Life with Woodpecker <laughs> by Tim Robbins God rest his soul <laughs> I mean this is literally this is all about redheads you don't even know about yourself until you've read this book, I swear to God. I've told every redhead I've ever met, and I was told by a redhead, I have to read this book. And Jitterbeck Perfume, it's how I learned about Lord Pan. <laughs> and time travel and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's just interesting. But I mean, I used to read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I, you know, I've read a lot of different kinds of books. You know, the spiritual fiction is super fun too. Celestine Prophecy. If you're brand new to the spiritual world (laughs) that you just woke up, I mean, and you're hungry for knowledge, but you get tired of reading the non-fictional spiritual knowledge, Celestine Prophecy, it's going to rock your world and change your life. Jonathan Livingston Siegel is a quick read. You could get that one done in a weekend, maybe a day if you're a fast reader. Illusions by Richard Bach, another one by Richard Bach. Um, when you can, um, why walk on water when you can take a boat? That's an excellent book by um, Harry. Harry, oh gosh, I can't even say. It. You have to just look up the title. Harry Mancharian or something. Why is this hard? His name's hard for me to think about right now, but. There's some really good books out there. Really, really, really good books out. Now, my the, the books that I read recently were three years ago. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson, I got into his books. I read like, oh gosh, like four of them in a row. I could not stop reading his books. I was just addicted to reading his books. Like laughing my ass off constantly. I think all the people around me thought I was crazy. because Like I was just laughing, 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 laughing. I think one time someone asked, well, who are you reading? I'm Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, I don't know him. I'm like, oh, if you did, you know what I'm laughing about, right? Gonzo party for life, baby. Freak party. Oh, my God. In fact, I just saw a Gonzo sweatshirt today on Wish. I was like, no way. No way. I found a fear and loathing in Las Vegas sweatshirt, too. I'm like, oh, a hoodie. I'm like, I'm going to have to buy this someday. So, um, <laughs> maybe sooner than later, but really and truly, um, I'm just, I'm not a fictional reader, but if, if you love fiction, I mean, in your spiritual, I seriously illusions, adventures of a reluctant Messiah. And I have mentioned on the show a couple times before all the Celestine prophecies, the 10th insight. I mean, all of those, all of those, um, So uh, I'm trying to think of anything else, but, but try to find things that you could do just, you know, just for fun and to play. You can buy yourself a bunch of different dice and make up a game. 
You know, there's dice you could roll and it lands on, you know, 0 through 24 or something. Or I think there's like a 26-sided dice, actually, 0 through 25. My, um, my first husband had a bunch of these things. He was really like a nerd gamer. He would play magic and he'd play, I used to play magic, the gathering, which is actually a weird, surprisingly fun game. Um, it's like role playing, but with cards, it's, it's super fun. Uno is a good card game for your friends and family. Um, trivial pursuit was always super fun and they have a million different editions now. Um, monopoly takes forever. I always thought that was, it was kind of fun, but kind of boring because it took forever. But um, try to find something that will nourish your inner child and bring more fun and mirth and joy and laughter to the world. I mean, that's super important. Whatever is going to bring you laughter, you know, it's going to raise your vibration and take your mind off all of the crap happening in the world because it's, it's crazy out there. And this month is a month of a really fast, rapid manifestation as well as dark versus light. Don't forget. I mean, today, right now, even as I speak, not only are we continuously being bombarded with solar winds since yesterday, we are also in the middle of a really massive full moon in Pisces. You know, you might have gotten very emotional. And another thing that I do for fun, by the way, I just thought of this. I'm looking at my broom and I purposely bought a broom that has a wooden handle that has, it's like, there's no, um, there's nothing on it. It's just a plain wooden handle. It was, it was never painted or varnished or anything. And I have a bunch of paint. So the last time I did this, I did this in my old place. It wasn't my broom. Um, so I, but I painted the handle, which is old and gross. I don't know if you've ever had an old gross broom where you just like, Ugh, I don't want to touch a handle. Well, the best thing you can do is paint it, paint it a wild freaking amazing color, you know, pull out orange and pink and yellow and make it insane colors. Or maybe you want to do, you know, red and white, like a candy cane striped around the handle or, um, and the one I did in my last place, I did, I did a dark, dark green and I did hot pink flowers with white polka dots everywhere. And it made the broom happy. It made you, made you feel like, Oh, I kind of want to sweep now. So I get to look at the broom. It's kind of fun. So, um, you know, even just stuff like that. I mean, I being a Virgo and I love art and I'm, and I am an artist. My art has always been practical art. So, I mean, going to garage sales, picking up a really old crappy piece of furniture from the seventies that has a weird shape to it, sanding it down for a little bit and just sitting there and painting wild psychedelic designs. I mean, I've done, um, bookends that are or, or not bookends, um, nightstands that had a zebra and a tiger pattern, you know, and wild, like purple and green and just wild colors. But I always made sure that the colors look good together, even though they don't technically match, you know, I've always made wild and, um, eclectic furniture and every one of my exes has my art. (laughs) In fact, I might take a picture today of the card of the day, the collective card of the day and on, on a stool that I painted like a red mushroom with white spots, (laughs) like a, a fly agaric mushroom. 
I mean, I, this is the kind of art I do. I do art that's practical, you know, desks, chairs, stools, brooms, things that you're definitely going to use, but you're like literally working with the art. So that's just me. So, but I mean, paint, paint art for the walls, you know, um, I just recently bought a projector and I mean, I, I wanted to show my son what, you know, a lot of us that grew up in the seven days and even before projectors were a big deal back in the day. So I bought this teeny tiny projector that's actually high quality for projectors. And he's like, this is shit. You can't even see anything, you know? And I was hoping I could use it with Netflix, which apparently I cannot, but we can use it when we hook it to our phone, we could use it with YouTube and I'm like, you know, for fun, let's put a fireplace. So all of a sudden we transformed one wall into a fireplace. It was like, this is really cool. Well, there's a lot of ASMR videos of like Harry Potter scenes. So you could turn one wall, just put a sheet. If you don't have any white walls, you can put a sheet up against one of your walls and turn it into a Harry Potter scene, like with owls flying around or candles floating above the uh, dining table. You could transform your room into something else. You can even do, um, you know, the zoo cams and you can, you could uh, project with a little projector onto the wall, one of these little, um, you know, one of the zoo cams, you know, so suddenly you're living underwater because, you know, you look and there's seaweed and, and fishes in, you know, the Garibaldi, you know, the Monterey Bay Aquarium, uh, Garibaldi cam, you know, or the otter cam or the penguin cam or whatever. You can even have Aurora Borealis in your bedroom, even if you're not in a place where the Aurora Borealis actually are. So, um, the Jetsons or Scooby-Doo or super old cartoons or even black and white movies, you don't have to put the sound up. You could just have the images on, you know, in the background. I mean, that's super fun too. I mean, for me, at least that's fun. I love watching the weird old movies and it's always fun to watch this, watch super old movies and turn the sound down. And then you each take a character and you make a ridiculous dialogue together. And that stimulates and sparks your creativity and you can, um, really have fun with it. I mean, at first you're, you know, it's a little bit like, uh, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, and then all of a sudden you'll start to think of funny things and it'll just, it'll, it'll come to you and you're just like, Oh my gosh, this is super, super fun. Super, super funny. So I don't know. These are just some of the ideas. I think it's important to engage the playful nature inside of you and, and don't forget that, um, that part of you has always been there. And even though things have gotten quote unquote serious, you don't have to always be hundred percent serious in your life. You really, truly don't. And that's what I decided today that I would remind you of. Okay. So let's see. I want to get down to it guys. Um, we're going to go to spaceweather.com. The solar wind speed has suddenly, even though we are being bombarded and it is sending the solar wind right at us right now, um, it's come down quite a bit. It's gotten back into its more normal-ish range at 473.9 kilometers per second. That's how fast the solar wind is going right now. And there is still no sunspots 
on the earth facing side of the sun, which means we have been now for 12 days without a sunspot. And for the fifth straight day, there are gorgeous green Arctic Aurora Borealis. So the skies are not the normal blue. They are just electric green, blue, green, and absolutely beautiful. So check that picture out. That is from, I think it's from, yeah, it's from Norway by Eva Christensen. She, uh, photographed these beautiful Aurora Borealis and this is on spaceweather.com right now. So, uh, the neutron counts coming out of Ulu Finland university are high, but there has been a 0.3% change, um, less. So it's 0.3% less than yesterday. Well, or in the past 48 hours. And we are still being bombarded by the solar winds, which I mentioned the noctilucent clouds. We're still within that season, but I don't see any here on the radar. Five fireballs were seen over the United States. So that's pretty quiet. And they were all sporadic. Now this is some strange stuff going on. All right. Uh, the Schumann residents of disclosure news.it literally it's been a blackout. There's nothing to report. There's no Schumann residents whatsoever. Uh, the heart math Institute says, sorry, this data is unavailable. <laughs> There's literally no Schumann resonance today. At least nothing to report. The machines aren't working. I don't know what's going on. I mean, totally trippy, right? It's so trippy. I don't know why, but you know what? We need to, uh, well, surrender <laughs> to the all that is and trust. And, oh my God, wouldn't you know it? Earlier, I had um, God send an angel my way to pull, to pluck out the card of the day for the collective conscious, conscience. I was going to say collective unconscious. I'm like, that's not right. Collective conscious. Okay. For the collective uh, spiritual souls that are awake and awakening for all of us who are basically any of you listening to the show, obviously. And the card of the day for the collective is surrender. And this is taken from the Vintage Wisdom Oracle card deck by Victoria Mosley. And I bought these cards. (laughs) Well, they're from China, and I think the color's a little off. But they're still pretty. They're still pretty cool cards. So, um, I don't know. Uh, They're kind of, I think they're a little bit more brownish than they should have been. It's very odd, but... But they are still pretty cool, and I like this. I'm going to read to you what it says, and then later I'm going to put this on my Instagram, which is at mermaidgirl888, so you can check it out. And I did put yesterday's up already. I did that, um, well, right after the show was published yesterday. So, all right. This is what it says for the surrender card. A lone woman stands motionless in a field of flowers, as if caught in a poignant moment of realization. A gentle breeze carries tiny seed heads upwards and butterflies float from her open palm, 
like surrendered thoughts ascending to the heavenly realm. Now, by drawing this card, the universe is highlighting possible resistance and attachments in need of your attention. You may have reached an impasse within a challenging predicament, or perhaps you are struggling to maintain control within a situation. If you are satisfied, you can do no more. Now is a good time to let go and surrender. Let your meditation be on the words, thy will, not my will. Unlike its little sister resignation, (laughs) the mighty act of surrender demands that you relinquish control by opening your heart and mind to the higher power. Have faith that whatever is given will be for your highest good and for the good of all concerned. Butterflies are powerful symbols of transformation and renewal. Now is the time to embrace change, step bravely into the unknown, and surrender what you are for that which you could become. So there it is, babe. (laughs) Surrender. And I'm going to take a picture of that and put it in my Instagram feed. I'm going to post it later for you guys to read again at your leisure if you wish. Since I started doing the card of the day, I've been putting five times a week. I'm posting um, to my Instagram account so you guys could check out the cards. And anything else from the show that I remember. (laughs) Yesterday I did post the illustrations from the CIA papers and documents in case you want to go check that out and something strange um ann hillsborough she knows um she's an author and she knows all about sylvia plath which is awesome and i still have to go check out sylvia plath apparently she died in the 60s god rest her soul but there are her reading her um her poetry on YouTube. So I'm going to go do that, um, later, but there is one of her poems is called cut and it's about a woman cutting onions in her kitchen and she cuts herself. But, um, Anne told me that there is, um, the word homunculus in that poem. So here on, you know, the, you know, we have Sylvia Plath is a card that comes up. The very next day I'm reading a CIA government document that has a word homunculus. And then, uh, and then Anne told me, oh, well, that's a word that's in Sylvia Plath's poetry. I'm like, that is really weird. Cause I kind of made a big deal out of not knowing what this word is. And I still forgot to look it up before I started this part of the show. But I just, I just thought that was really strange. Things are aligning in the weirdest of ways. Uh, another thing that happened to me was last night as I was falling asleep. Now, remember when I was doing the show, I said something that all of a sudden I had that weird cheese spray, you know, like a taste in my mouth from when I was a little kid. It was like a memory that came up, but I felt it and smelled it and tasted it. And all of a sudden it was gone. It was there. And then in a flash it was gone. I'm like, that was odd. 
the chicken and biscuit crackers. That was another weird thing. And right before I fell asleep, when I was done with the show and I was falling asleep, I started tasting the, um, I had the same thing happen again with the, um, hush puppies at the Swedish smorgasbord. (laughs) If you're from LA, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've ever been there, this is a restaurant. They had two or three locations when I was a kid. I know they're, I'm pretty sure they're still there. The Swedish smorgasbord. There's no S-H, but that's how you pronounce it, smorgasbord. And literally once a week, I used to go and eat there with my mom and dad. I would eat Swedish food. It was this massive buffet. It was excellent, like the Swedish meatballs and the, I mean, everything, everything, like noodles and all the Swedish food. It was really, really good. And... I had a memory right before I fell asleep. Something that my birth mother told me when I met her is that when I was a very little girl and my parents were taking me to the Swedish smorgasbord, my mother worked there and she said, you know, when you would have been about, you know, four years old, I saw a couple that I think were your parents and I think I saw you eating at the Swedish smorgasbord. And I think that I saw you when you were little and it made me cry. Cause I, I knew it was you. I just felt it in my heart. It was you I'm like, Oh, it's definitely me. We went there every week to eat. And even after my dad divorced and, and married, um, his third wife, his second wife, and then he divorced and married again. Actually, I'm sorry. He got an annulment the second time. <laughs> so technically we're not going to talk about the marriage. But the, his third marriage, um, my stepmom, she loved Swedish food. And so we would go, to, go there again. Even when my brother, Mark, was a baby, we would eat there. Now, by that time, my, my birth mom was no longer working there. But how weird is that? I mean, okay, so that was weird. You know, just remembering that strange coincidence and also tasting the hush puppies, which if you don't know what a hush puppy is, first of all, hush puppies is, it's a little kind of a a bread, like a biscuit that the, um, cattle drivers, the cattle ranchers that would take the longhorn cattle across the prairies in the United States. And they would drive them either to Mexico or from Mexico, or I don't know, but they, you know, took their cattle across long stretches of the plains and they would always go with their, their sheep herder dogs, their shepherds. And at night the dogs would look at the moon and howl. And so the cowboys would take little bits of dough and throw them in their pan and, and put it over the fire. And then they would feed it to the dogs and they would say, hush puppy. And that's how hush puppies were invented. For some weird reason, they were also in this Swedish smorgasbord restaurant and they were like round and, um, with cinnamon and sugar on the outside. They're like round donuts and they call them hush puppies. One of my favorite things from that place, like crazy, crazy memory. Anyway, so all of that aside, I'm watching teenage bounty hunters with my son today and this, uh, um, one of the, one of the actors, actress said, um, actresses, she said 
smorgasbord. And her boyfriend made a point of saying, people don't say smorgasbord. What, where'd that word come from? And I had to, I had to pause it and tell my son about this strange memory I had. And it's funny that last night I, I tasted that in my mouth and then I had that memory. And then today I heard that. So those kinds of weird things, like strange words are like lining up. So like you'll think something and then all of a sudden you'll hear it on a show or it'll be in the news or, you know, it'll be in your outer world. And it's like, what? That's crazy. I mean, it's not enough that every single time I've stopped the show in the past couple days, it's been 222, 333, 344, 433. You know, um, every time I look, you know, there's something else I'm looking now. Um, I looked at the clock today at 1111 <laughs> on the 2nd where the moon is going to be full at 2222 Pacific, Pacific Standard Time. I mean... There's so much alignment right now and September is the month of manifestation. So remember to manifest the things that you desire, the good things, stay away from the dark things. Let's go to the light. Let's go to the light together. So I'm going to take a quick break guys. And when I come back, I'm going to be channeling Ashtar Sherhan, otherwise known as Michael Sherhan of Ashtar Command who is commanding the Pleiadian light forces that are occupying our airspace above our planet. And they've been all over. They've been seen all over. If you go to um, Only Real UFOs, I think is the name of the station on um, YouTube, they've got a lot of Pleiadian light ships in their files from the past couple weeks. And um, so, yeah, the Pleiadians are here. And they are part of the Galactic Federation, which is um, Andromedans, Arcturians, um, Pleiadians, Lyrans, all of the good guys. So we're going to hear from Ashtar Shearhan today. I don't know what he's going to talk about, but I'm already connected with him and I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, we're going to hear a message from the Pleiadians right after this. guys I'm already connected to Ashtar Shearhan Ashtar is the name um, given means kind of like commander um, and Ashtar command is the part of the Pleiadian light force that Michael Shearhan is in charge of so they call him Ashtar Shearhan which Shearhan is, is his actual name and Michael's his first name. And there's a lot of erroneous, erroneous and crazy things about him. And every week there's even more comes out. Uh, I read the other day that, or I heard the other day on a YouTube video that I had to stop because just, it was all BS, but that there's like a big battle in the heavens right now and the light versus the dark. And oh my God, there's like, you know, explosions and wars. And it's like, I don't know what's in this person's head, but it's not happening. I mean, Ashtar's with you right now. He's like, no, it's not happening with all they're, they're saying that he is an ascended master and he's like in charge of like this 
massive part of the universe. I mean, just some of the most insane things about him that are being uh, promoted that just, it's just not true. Um, I believe that he is a saint. If he were an ascended master, I, I don't think he would be in a light ship, a physical ship that we can see. (laughs) <laughs> it just, it just like kind of strange because ascended implies that, you know, I mean, he is in the fifth dimension, but he's not in the seventh or the ninth or the 11th dimension. Cause if he were, we wouldn't be able to see him physically. So there's a lot of strange and erroneous, uh, information. Hopefully, um, you know, <laughs> he's going to tell us everything that's going on if there is that, but I, he's sitting here, he's kind of shaking his head. I, I can't see him with my physical eyes. I do see him in my mind's eye. Before I uh, got back on here, I did the ki exercise. If you want to open your third eye, you could do it too. You, it's very simple. You just touch your third eye, which is that little notch, well, where you the energy on your face is, uh, it's between your eyebrows and a little bit up. There's like a little notch in that bone right there. And you could kind of palpate that with your finger and you touch it and you say, key, ah, shah, key, ah, shah, key, ah, shah. And when you do that, you might start to feel your third eye, which is your pineal gland inside your brain. It will start to pulsate. And you'll feel light coming in and out. And you might get images and flashes of images. And you might suddenly know things and have tremendous insights. And that's because your third eye chakra has been activated, which is also known as your sixth chakra. I know it's kind of confusing. Third, sixth, it's what? <laughs> but it's actually your sixth chakra, otherwise known as the third eye or the inner eye. And this is how in all the old stories when they say that uh, there's a blind woman who's a seer, well, she's seeing with her third eye. And there's also um, accounts of blind people being able to see, which is so strange. How can they see? They see with their pineal gland, which is kind of a psychic eye. So it's also called the psychic eye, just like the... um, bookstores in Los Angeles called the Psychic Eye Bookshops. So anyway, uh, we're going to get into it. Uh, Michael Sherhan's here with me. I took out all the negativity from my immediate aura and body. Michael Sherhan helped me strengthen my aura while I was opening up all 12 of my chakras. So I am ready to go. And so we're going to go. I'm going to take a few deep breaths Those are cleansing breaths. I drained the um, energy that I don't need any longer, old or stagnant or negative or anything that's not necessary for right now. I drained that from my mental body, my emotional body, and my spirit body. And I could do it in a matter of seconds because I've been doing it for so long. I am not a um, direct channeler which is somebody who would, uh, in their soul, step aside 
and allow their physical body to be taken over by an entity. <sighs> I'm too controlling for that. I am a Virgo, after all. <laughs> I don't allow that to happen. No, no, no. Um, I don't allow anyone to occupy my body but me. <laughs> so I am a telepathic channel, otherwise known as indirect. So that's for those of you who are brand new to the show. And I do have a lot more new listeners. So, hey, hi guys, welcome aboard. I'm glad to have you here. All right, here we go. We're going to channel Ashtar Sherhan or Michael Sherhan of the Ashtar Command and the Palladian Light Forces, which is a part of the greater Galactic Federation. Michael Sherhan, are you with me? Muscle testing says yes. I do use kinesiology to get yes and no answers and to clear up anything I'm not hearing correctly during the transmission. Michael Sherhan, uh, you may open transmission now. <sighs> Greetings, it is I, Michael Sherhan of the Palladian Light Forces. I am also known as Ashtar Command or Ashtar Sherhan. Depends on the channeler. And yes, I know. I ring a lot of telephones, as it were. Now he's laughing. He, <laughs> he, I do have many people on earth that I work with. I want to get the message out there because we are standing by. We are ready to come to your earth. And we mean physically. We are in the skies. We're putting on pretty light shows. We're trying to gauge the energy of the people who witness our ships. And we are so excited to report that the greater majority of you are no longer freaking out. <laughs> the greater the majority of you are kind of happy to see us. And some of you are actually seeing our ships in real time and saying, please, please come down and help us. And we cannot wait to be with you, who we call our brothers and sisters. We have had a long-standing history with your planet, as we have said before. We are here in peace. We are here in harmony. We are here in absolute love and the purified energy of the deity that, well, many of you call God, some of you call the universe, however you wish to name this deity, we come in the name of, well, them. He, he says, I don't want to say he or she or it, uh, we're going to say them today. <laughs> he says he's very aware of the gender Um renaming of gender um, identities in the United States and all in all the other different countries. He's aware of that. And so um, he's all for the non-binary movement and he doesn't want to upset anybody or disinclude anybody because and now he's talking directly again. He says, I am an all-inclusive person and the Pleiadians at large, we are all all-inclusive we love everybody and we celebrate all the differences 
and all the sexualities and all the genders and all the identities and all the different various ways that you have at your disposal to express yourself um, in your physical body, in your emotional body, in your spiritual body, and what have you. And he says, yes, it has been said that the Pleiadians are very sexual beings. Of course we are. Now we do live in the fifth dimension and we started off in the third dimension just like you. And that's why we are here. We want to help you with your transitional times. You, you are extremely brave. And we have mentioned this before that you are in a situation that is unlike what happened to us where we would die off and be reborn in the fifth dimension when we reincarnated and we were automatically in an upgraded position. But you, you, my friends, you are the brave ones of the universe and all of the eyes and the galactic federation are watching your planet to see how your transformation is completing itself. How is the progress going. We are so excited about watching you all unfold to your higher dimensional, multidimensional selves. So that is the foundation. That is where we're going to begin today. We want to let you know, and we bring with you a message, not only of peace, but of love. We want you to know how much we very deeply love you. We consider you our brothers and sisters, and in many regards, we consider you to be like our younger brothers and sisters, our little brothers, our little sisters. If you were going to be in a family with us, we would think that we would be the firstborn, you are the secondborn or the thirdborn. And we consider this as an idea to express to you how we feel about you because usually it's the older children who love the younger children and we are absolutely loving all of you. In fact, we feel at times that we are in love with you and we are living in a state and being of love with you. And we are constantly sending and bombarding you with love from the creative galactic galactic center. We are sending God's love to you every single day since the ascension started. In fact, since 2012, we have been beaming love rays your way. And so, okay, say that again, please about love rays. And then you said, okay, he just sent me like a packet of information. And I'm like, that's too much for me to unravel, unpack. So let's start slow. (laughs) I I have merely a human brain. (laughs) He's sending me energy of like an emerald green ray and a cobalt blue ray. And did you just say a gray ray? I've never heard of that. He says there's there's even a gray ray. (laughs) and there's different rays of light and every star seed has written down these different rays of light as part of their signature 
soul color and they bring this energy with them as they're born on the planet and then quickly forget who they are there's a, a purple ray which um, we don't want you to confuse with the amethyst ray which is a light ray you could call that a lavender ray or amethyst ray but there's different colors like the rainbow but beyond the colors of the rainbow he says i suppose there could even be like an orange ray or a fuchsia ray although that's not as needed on your planet so those colors rays aren't as um prominent but there are definitely um like the emerald ray and the golden ray and the gray ray and of course gray means wisdom not gloom and doom like your beloved eeyore character that so many of you reference <laughs> all right cool so um all right so uh, what else we're not going to go into the all the meanings of all the different rays and many of you have already looked into it if you know what we're talking about but we just wanted to let you know that when you came here to your planet you came here with a mission and an idea of what is happening in your world and what will be happening in your world and what your role will be in it of course once you're born you forget everything we call that the veil of isis and it's what you're seeking is isis unveiled and there's you know books and references to this idea from well over a hundred of your earth years ago so um yeah and he's like telling me like also references are called the veil lifting the veil making the veil rent r-e-n-t which means just to rip it off your face <laughs> oh is that where rent comes from that they're ripping us off with our money okay never mind i digress sorry <laughs> He says, so nevertheless, no matter what ray it is that you traveled upon to get here and be here in this moment in time, that is an uh, energy that you are emanating from your being. And once you discover for yourself what color is your color, what color is your ray, you can start wearing this color in maybe painting your walls or getting couch cover um, energy, you know, just get that energy in your house one way or another even if it's just looking at a little square picture of paint maybe a picture of paint you mean like the paint chips from the store he says yeah okay that because he says he's, he's seen people use these to put on their walls to, to determine what color they want he says if you, you you surround yourself with this color even if it's just a little square chip of paint you will start to energetically vibrate and pulsate from the heart out and from the outside universe in and you're going to start vibrating that ray and you're going to start bringing that energy not only into your heart into your body into your world immediately surrounding you you know your apartments or houses you're also going to bring that to your neighborhood and eventually the world and eventually what will happen is like the emerald rays will all link up and the amethyst rays will all link up and your energies will link up and it's going to be like a kaleidoscope rainbow and he's showing me energy of a bunch of crystals in the earth so what's that about yes there are crystals in the earth that your rays will link up to so if you're on the white ray you're going to be linking up to the white quartz crystals deep 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 beneath the, the mantle 
or crust of the planet. And, um, all right, so he's showing me like smoky quartz or how light um, might be if you're in the gray ray. You might, you know, relate to different um, various gray uh, stones, whether they're white and black with mixed with gray or if they're, um, they're like how light or Dalmatian. Um, why am I thinking Dalmatian obsidian? He's like, he's saying, no, snowflake obsidian and, um, Dalmatian, um, is it turquoise? It's like a turquoise. It's white with like black spots. He says, exactly. He says, whichever one of these stones you relate to, you might be labradorite for you. It might be Jasper for you. It might be adventuring for you. So whatever stone calls to your heart the most might just be amethyst. Might be a light, very pale amethyst, or might be a very dark amethyst. So whatever color that relates to you the most, bring that into your world. Physically hold it, feel it, know it, sense it, and start to vibrate this energy in each individual cell in your body. This is going to heal you and bring you, lead you into a point of who you actually truly are. It's going to open up your world and your mind, and you're going to start understanding what your position in this world is and what you should be doing, not only for a living, but also for yourself, for your community, for your world, and how you're supposed to show up on your planet in absolute um, love and reverence and honor for your divine creator, for God. Because the ultimate part of knowledge is to know that you're here to experience for the divine creator and that you and your God are one and the same. You are connected. You know, not that you are in charge of the universe, of course. You're only in charge of your own ray. So it is your responsibility to open your heart, your mind, your soul, and every fiber of your being, as they say, to this ray color. And that is not to say that you can't wear other colors, you can't be in a room with other colors or anything like that. It's just that when you sit down for meditation, focus on the colors that you know to be the colors of your soul. Now, if you don't know what they are, you can ask to be given dreams or to have the color show up in your world and once it comes into your awareness, you're going to definitely know it because you're going to feel um, kind of a ping energy inside your heart. It's going to feel like a quick little, huh? Like, just like that, he's showing me that energy of, huh? Like you're surprised and you're happy and you're joyful. And it's just like it hits you so fast that it's an innocent joyfulness, like a, huh? Kind of energy, like, ah, where you're a little bit surprised and like, what? So, um, he says a super fun way to receive the energy that is yours is to ask for your ray to be delivered in the form of flowers or a plant or a gift from somebody else. Keep asking until someone gives you a gift or flowers or a plant and that energy, that, that ray, that energy of love that resonates most with your heart and your soul. It's going to resonate with your heart and soul the first moment you 
hold that plant in your hands. So he's saying, um, if you have, um, okay. He's saying like, so say hyacinth is the color of your ray and someone brings you a bouquet with hyacinth flowers. Maybe there's other flowers in there, but the flower you're gravitating towards looking at the most, the one you want to keep smelling the most, even if there's no actual scent to that flower, that's the one that you want to be near. The one that you kind of have a, a secret desire to caress your cheek with that energy, that the love of that flower or flowers. And it's going to be um, palpable when you see it. Now, maybe it won't come to you in flowers. It might be something else. But when you see an energy um, signature color that is in alignment with you, you're going to feel like an instant rush, kind of an energy of electricity, a sensation. It could be cold or hot. It's going to be like a confirmation that kind of comes over you in waves. It might give you this sensation of electricity tingling or the chills. These kinds of um, occurrences and happenings happen when you are in alignment and coming into contact with the ray that your soul traveled down on. <sighs> All right, he's taking a break from, oh, I just looked at his 22:44. Very interesting. All right, so he's taking a break for a second. I don't know what's happening. Oh, okay. No. All right. He was checking into something. All right. Uh, slow down, partner. <laughs> okay. All right. He he says he shows me his spaceship, and there's a woman um, working behind him, and she is looking through our internet. Apparently, they have an internet connection of some sort. They can monitor and see what's happening with us. He says, yeah, we know how to tap into your internet. He's laughing about that a little bit. Okay. It has come to my attention um, that... Okay. He's like reading something. All right. Now here he goes. It has come to my attention that many of you have read some articles lately saying the words, words World War Three. There's a lot of talk about um, World War Three and problems in and with China and the Koreas and many different places that are emotionally, physically, financially, and otherwise unstable. Some places are mentally unstable, such as North Korea is mentally unstable because the people don't have a lot to eat. They don't have any resistance to that which is the uh, person in charge the government the dictatorship whatever you want to call it so there is a weakness there emotionally and physically so why are you saying that okay he's saying please pray for them send love and strength to not the the dictators but the people Send them love and light and uh, pray for them that they wake up spiritually. Um, nothing will come of it the more people wake up spiritually. We at the Galactic Federation and in 
the Ashtar command as well as a lot of the other people that are involved, the other people from other um, worlds, planets, and even dimensions such as the Arcturians. We are trying our best to prevent war in your world. We're beaming all the love and light, and we have stopped several... um, are you saying missiles? Yeah, he says missiles. We have stopped several missiles and we have disbanded and dismantled several things that should have worked and perplexed the scientists as to why it didn't work, especially when all the points are, are noted beforehand. So a lot of situations that could have easily spiraled out of control have been diffused by our team. We will continue to do so because... We have a great deal of love for you, your planet, your world, everything about you. You know, not just your vegetation and plants and the beauty of your planet, but you as individual people, you as a collective whole, that the you-ness of you is why we are here. We are sending always our love, always our light, always our good thoughts and our happiness. And we're always trying to raise the vibration on your planet. We're so excited to meet you in real time, and we've said this many, many times before, and the only way it's going to happen is if you can vibrate super high. So we're asking you to tap in this time, uh, this month, for your creative ray. What is the ray you came to Earth on? Keep asking until that color comes through. And then vibrate with that color. Look at it. Think about it. Close your eyes. Visualize and imagine it. Everything you possibly can to be in that energy of that color because you are all a kaleidoscope or a rainbow and you all have a different color that will help the harmonizing and the alignment of the planet. You can tell that this is true when you look into the sky and you see all the different rainbow colors on, you know, when the, when the weather conditions are just right, when there's some clouds and some sun and some blue sky and sometimes some rain. And even in the rain and storm clouds, when you really look at it without prejudging what color it's going to be, you expect gray, but when you stop expectations, you'll start to notice that many of the clouds recently have been blue and pink and purple and green and yellow and all in the same cloud. Many of you notice the rainbow colors in your skin. The rainbow kaleidoscope crystalline world is underway it's being built by your seeing the reality of your world versus what you imagined your reality used to be from the third dimension the more you think about the higher loftier ideas the more you work with your ray the more that you bring into your world and solidify the energy of your special color the faster you're going to ascend and work in um, absolute alignment with the plan of the divine creator for you here on earth and so alright and uh, I don't know what that is I, I don't know. I, he showed me something 
like a structure of something I'm not understanding. He says, you are being bombarded by a big, huge plasma wave right now. This is why your mind suddenly had a lapse of concentration. We wanted to bring that up because memory and concentration are going to be affected in the next few days as the solar winds and the cosmic radiation and the plasma waves hit. We are also catching waves and rays from the sun and a star that is... Are you seeing a magnetar? There's another magnetar and uh, as well as a supernova explosion and we are taking the highest vibrational energies from these events and we are directing it in a beam of light that is going through the portal of your sun towards your planet and we are going to send you the highest quality vibrations this week and when this happens you might feel tired or sleepy loss of memory definitely all the ascension symptoms you can have everything from runny nose to diarrhea. You're going to feel like you're sick with, without a fever. You're not sick. This is the ascension symptoms that sometimes occur as they cleanse the cells in your body and help your body to detox from negative energy as well as physical toxins. Sometimes you can detox, did you know, when you have physical symptoms like you're detoxing from physical things. Many times you're purging the toxins and detoxing from negative energy lower vibrational energies that no longer serve you so it's your thoughts as well as past um, substances you have ingested whether it was fumes from a car or junk food <laughs> or uh, taking pills that weren't serving your body in its highest light form which brings us to our next point. The highest vibrational light forms are in the pieces and parts of your cells inside each and every cell in your body. Okay, you're saying the organelles. Okay, interesting. He says there's organelles in your cells, and if you've ever studied biology, you know what we're talking about. Just suffice to say little tiny pieces inside your each individual cell. And he says these little organelles are going to start reformulating and reconstructing themselves and putting themselves in a position of being a form of crystalline healing and transmitter for the highest vibrational light energy possible. And it's not going to be... as controversial as we're making it sound because these changes are going to be slow and gradual and yet steady. You're going to start feeling uh, pain in your bones and sometimes muscle cramps and a lot of these things you're going to start looking towards outward medicine to fix them and if they're not easily fixed then it's just the ascension symptoms. But not to worry or fret. Just keep taking deep breaths, letting it all go. And usually these integers, no, I'm sorry. I caught the wrong word there. These vibrational energies, I don't know what the integer word, what that was supposed to really be. Sorry. I lost my train because I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean? Um, 
So a lot of these energies are going to be integrated quickly. And as they do, all of the symptoms are going to subside. And it's going to be quicker now that you have dropped a lot of your higher um, or bulkier parts of your What are you saying? Sorry. There's like so many words jumbling at once and I'm having a hard time concentrating because there's solar wind. I feel it. You're going to, you've already dumped a lot of your density body and you are pulling in more light and the more light you pull, the more it's going to be stored in your organelles, which are being reformulated as crystalline structures inside your cells. Now, when we say this, you might not be able to look at a microscope, you know, to figure it out because this is all on a quantum level above the level of your perception. This is like the imperceivable layer just above you. He's saying like energetic wise or, um, he says he can't explain it. Like he can transmit it to your mind. So if you want to ask him and he'll transmit a um, vision to your mind or a dream in your dream state. And then you can understand this energy better. He's basically saying that your organelles have a higher vibrational component in a different dimension, just above the dimension where you're at. And we're on the fifth dimension, but it's like from the seventh and the ninth all the way up to the 12th dimension, there's counterparts to everything, to each and every individual cell, including the different parts of the cell, including the organelles. So the organelles are formulating into like rainbow crystals that will hold all light from all colors. And it's going to help you become more integrated into who you are as a multidimensional self. Eventually it will help you um, to travel around the universe mentally and eventually in your Merkaba when you're able to surrender and let go of the idea that this is not real. It is very, very real. Mm, okay. All right. Um, we think that we have given you a lot to talk about. We want to encourage you to get a lots of sleep, rest your muscles often, take your magnesium, drink your water. Um, he's showing me eggshells. What's that? Okay. If you do feel ever that you need um, calcium in your diet, he's saying don't take supplements, but wash thoroughly and disinfect um, your eggshells and keep them on hand for sometimes when you feel like you want to relax in your body, you could take, you take your eggshells and, and he says without the, um, membrane that sometimes is on the inside, just the shell itself. And once it's clean and purified, he says you could crush it up in a hand grinder and take, um, like a fourth to half a spoonful with your magnesium and take it with vitamin C and that will help relax your muscles. Many of you are having stiff muscles at this time and that might be the easiest way. Don't take calcium supplements, he said. 
yeah, I know. I just read this that they're dangerous. So, um, he says that, yeah, that's why I, he's like, we know what you read. So that's why we're mentioning it. We want to let you know that if you do need a calcium supplement, eggshells are the, are a really good way to go. He's saying oyster shells too, but that's a whole nother complicated process. So, um, the light chips you're seeing above the, uh, planet in your skies definitely are us. There are a lot of, um, crew members. We allow them to go out. It's kind of a fun playtime for them is to go and twinkle the lights of their little, um, individual spaceships that are actually alerting you to the fact that we are here and we love you and we're being playful and fun but we're not going to land until the greater majority of people on your planet want us here and are super happy that we come in peace and that we put on the light show for them so we um, just we wanted to let you know that everything is fine Everything has to do with divine timing, and we are on our way, but we have to wait for most of humanity, not just a majority, but most of humanity. They have to be able to accept us fully. We are your friends. We are your family. We love you each very very much we want you to focus on the organelles in your cells or if that's too hard and complicated focus on your cells and if that's too complicated just focus on your body fill it with the ray of light that you came in on figure out your favorite color that's vibrating and use the methods we talked about and vibrate and imagine all of your organelles are vibrating at that rate. And he's saying you could always look up the frequency of different colors and play that frequency on a binaural beat fashion. That might help you to accelerate the process a little bit. But ultimately, it's just going to be you focusing on your own without outside help. And it's not going to take long, though. Don't worry. It's not going to be like the next 30 years you have to focus on this. This is going to be the next state, stage and step. As soon as he said that, my right ear, you guys, started with a tinnitus, like, really high-pitched sound. He says, yes, we are adjusting you, Elena. And we do adjust all of you as well. He's, like, kind of waving his hand at all of you guys. He said, we, we do adjust you from time to time. Um we make minor adjustments and that's what that uh, what that is sometimes it's not just an adjustment it's a download or an upgrade or light code as well those of you who wish to speak light language just call upon us and we will start to work with you in your sleep and download different light languages with you so whatever gifts you want now is a good time to ask because of these September energies are very much primed for pretty rapid manifestation 
feel grateful know that you are worthy know that you are loved and know that you have your big brothers and sisters surrounding the greater part of your solar system and not just your planet 100% constantly giving you massive beams of white light and energy to raise your vibrational consciousness and your body to help you through your evolution and your spiritual birth pains much faster we love you we are the Ashtar Command. I am Michael Shearhan, and we come from the Pleiadian Light Forces, and we also are representatives of the Galactic Federation, and we come in peace, and we will always send you love and light and the highest vibration energy that we can possibly as we say thank you with the God in us we bow to the God in you and we ask that you are blessed and that you are blessed forever and transmission all right well there you guys have it I started going to trance towards the end there lots of cosmic energy I feel the plasma just almost like rolling in just it's um, a heavy woozy energy and um, but it's a heady energy it's like if you feel it in your head whew, I feel a little bit dizzy I feel like I'm going to faint a little bit and all day for a couple days I've been every a few hours I feel like I'm lifting up off my chair off my bed it's a very much disassociation sort of feeling that's been happening with these solar winds coming in as well as the cosmic radiation and God knows what else so just want to throw that out there. I love you guys. This is me, Elena, now, because Ashtar is no longer speaking. Hope you got that, you know, end transmission already. So, um, that's it. That's it, you guys. I wanted to thank you for your continued confidence and faith in my abilities. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful we're going through this ascension together because we are all in it together. And I don't want you to ever think that for whatever reason you're behind like you're a straggler because you're probably not we're all going on a path and some of us are way in the back in the line some of us didn't know there was a line in fact there's a lot of people still don't know there's a line <laughs> and some of us are way way ahead on the line and those would be the ascension uh, ascension and ascended masters such as Jesus and all of the big ones, you know, Paramahansa Yogananda, they're way, way up there on the road. And we're all somewhere in the middle. So don't worry. We're still on the same path. We're all going to get there. We'll get there when we get there, just like the sloth hiking team. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> anyway, um, that's it. That's it for now. I wanted to thank you guys for liking, subscribing, sharing, and basically telling all your Facebook groups about me, um, trying to get the word out so that I can actually make a living from my passion, which is bringing knowledge and information and high vibrational energies to you for your own spiritual growth and for the betterment, of course, of the planet. So having said that, I 
We'll be back tomorrow with all unique and, and original programming, just like always. And that's it. That's all she wrote. <laughs> I love you guys, and I'll be back tomorrow, and that's it. But right now, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.